This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whatever will be, will be. We're going to Wembley. Welcome back to Seagull Social, Season Three, Episode Twenty Five. I'm joined by Maz because uh, Ryan is has got the flu, so yeah. wishing him well. He sent us Man a flu. sent us a picture today, didn't he? This morning, he no, he was not looking great. good, bruv. Yeah. <laughs> he was not looking good. He's Normally looking he has a good, decent bro. trim, but his trim was looking off. <laughs> <laughs> it was off. Yeah, um, but yeah, get well yeah. soon, Ryan. Get well soon, we son. Said. Uh, but Maz, how are you? It was your sister's birthday today, correct? Yes, yes, yeah. I'm very well, thank you, mate. Yeah, it was my sister's birthday. Shout out to her. Um, and we had a lovely meal at Roker. Big up Roker. All you can eat. Then we played shuffleboard. The so um, yeah, really good fun. And of course, mate, the day was made even better by a lovely... Mm lovely win uh, against Liverpool. Yeah, it's like becoming an occurrence now, isn't it, really? It's not, You've had a very not, good weekend. Really special. Yeah. Oh, uh, mate. Can, we, can you ask to tell, tell the audience about your the Jake Paul, Tommy Fury stuff? Because what you just told me off there, because it is quite funny with the whole baby, <laughs> the baby incident. Yeah. So quickly to recap. Uh, yeah, I was, very, I was lucky to be able to speak to Jake Paul and Tommy Fury uh, on the announcement of their fight come 26th of February. So, yeah, I uh, obviously had to ask Jake Paul about so for anyone who doesn't know for context, yeah. he when he announced the fight, he basically said that the baby that Tommy Fury and Molly May Haig are expecting had been born, which they hadn't announced themselves. So you can see why, you know, they might have been a little bit annoyed. So I asked Jake Paul, you know, <laughs> why did you do it? And is it true that he's had a baby? And Jake Paul was like, oh, shit. Sorry, mate. Uh, <laughs> oops. Oops, did I? And she I was knows. like, well, yeah, you did. Um so, yeah, that was quite funny. And he basically said that he won't reveal the gender of the baby. So I'm assuming it's, the, the baby's been born, but obviously they're keeping it under wraps for now. And I asked Tommy the same question and he wasn't best pleased, Ben. He was not best <laughs> pleased by my questioning. Um, he just went, I don't want to talk about it. Um, and I missed the whole incident. I was too busy training. So that was bollocks. a little recap. Yeah, bollocks to it. But yeah, no, it's all quite funny. And um, yeah, no, the content done really, really well. So I'm really happy with how yeah, it went. banging. Yeah. I'm sure you'll see Maz on your For You page if you go on TikTok after this yeah, podcast. So, yeah, enjoy. Uh, before we get into it as well, I'm just looking at our analytics, Maz. 
um obviously popping off thank you because of we're doing so well obviously but of course subscribers that have got their the bell notification turned on only 11.5 percent of you so ah. the rest of you can you buck your ideas up and get that yeah. on because this is going to be out at 10 a.m hopefully tomorrow and you want to watch it as soon as possible to get the latest goss and that obviously is, you're going to hear this beautiful news that, um, that also reminds me ben anyone listening right now if you're not subscribed do it right now um please please do it and also if you're not following us on any kind of if you're listening to this of course on apple and spotify make sure you're following getting like turn on your notifications all that jazz because yeah it does actually i i have noticed actually we get we're getting we're getting quite a few views now aren't we ben we're getting yeah what, roughly around 3k views per video which is incredible yeah. and we really appreciate the support of course those brighton but, slash chelsea fans are now slowly being converted into brighton fans and we're, yeah <laughs> we're getting a few more views but it'll be lovely if yeah you guys could subscribe and you know, comment and just, just engage with it because genuinely it does mean a lot to us and it, mm. it does help us grow even bigger than, and hopefully we can be better and bigger and, you know, get some more guests on and make yeah. the pod even better really. So yeah, we need to get really a appreciate special it. guest on soon, don't we? Obviously we had yeah. AGT, but we got a few, we got a few lined up actually. It's just, we need to get them. Dates yeah, that's sorted. true actually in the yeah. can. But yeah, speaking of last thing of subscribers, um, only 50, no, 52.5% of people watching aren't subscribed. So mm. even if we can get, that just down to 40, that'd be brilliant. So yeah, please. if you aren't subscribing, you're watching, what are you doing? Come on, help, Come on. help the brothers out. But um, speaking of brothers, Brian of Albion are through to the fifth round of the FA Cup. Unbelievable. Beating Liverpool once again at the Amex. What, twice in a couple of weeks or 15 days. Mm. It has been an unbelievable time to be a Brighton fan. Um, although at the beginning of the match, it looked a bit shaky. It was quite end-to-end, didn't it? Wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so it could have been anyone's game. I wasn't as confident going into it. I did think Liverpool were probably going to bring it a little bit more because mm. of, of the embarrassment that they did suffer, what, 15 days ago or whatever. Um, and yeah, literally straight away, Lewis Dunk clears the ball off the line. Maz, can you talk to me about that? Yeah, no, I think it was classic Dunk, wasn't it? We've seen him do it time and time again. Um, he loves that little sweep off the line, uh, you know, the one where he just sort of just I don't know how to explain it, but when he's on his back and he just sort of mm. kicks it out, is that one against out. Man City? Do you remember that? Like yeah. Last season, the season before, that was insane. Yeah, it was, it was just trying to be classic Dunkey, and um, yeah, that's the kind of player centre half that is so valuable to the team. Where you know that that should easily, I'd say it was a cross from Salah. Let's be real, it wasn't a shot for me, but yeah, Mo Salah looked like it was going in, and he's just you know taking it off the line. So, and that was really key. I think that set the tone of what was to come later on in the game. I know I know it was a tight game, but mm. I think that sets the tone. And it, those kind of chances where, you know, sometimes we, we see these goals, they go in and we're like, oh, how unlucky is that? You know, why has that happened to us? We seem to like not have the rub of the green. And then for that, you know, for that, and also our goal, we'll talk about it. I'm sure, I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, the first goal, of course, our, our equaliser, you know, we got, we got very lucky with that. But um, yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll get onto that. I think we used all our luck tokens for that, but I don't remember us ever being that kind of lucky and getting goals like that. Like you said, it's always us conceding goals like that. Um, yeah. And yeah, like that, it was end-to-end stuff. And I was thinking, Jesus Christ, if this carries on that. And every time Liverpool went on the attack, I thought, God, they're going to score. They look very, they look very threatening. Yeah. They're very pacey. And Lewis Duncan, Adam Webster looked very slow in comparison, obviously, because they've got rapid, rapid forwards. Um, but then at the other end, another ball was cleared off the line. This time, I think a Solly March crossed the ball in. Danny Welbeck caught an absolute sitter. Yeah. <laughs> absolute sitter. For an experienced striker, you think he'd know how to just... He'd know where the ball is. It should be second nature and he could just get it on target at least. But just yeah. swipes his leg at it and completely misses it. Ball falls to Evan Ferguson. 
who to be fair would have been a great finish but for Trent um, yep. blocking it off clearing that offline as well would have been a decent finish in front of the away fans we would have been one up but um, mm. yeah I can't believe Danny Welbeck I've got it down as a Danny Welbeck sitter rather than a um, yeah, rather than an Ever Ferguson want, miss I don't want to give him too much stick because I, I know historically I have given <laughs> Danny Welbeck a lot of stick um, but yeah I think it's yeah I, I, I don't know I don't want to be too harsh on him um, maybe yeah maybe he should have done better he, he probably could have done better, but you know, ultimately, when the full full time whistle was blown, we did win the game. So I, w- I won't, yeah, I won't go into him too much on this one. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, maybe maybe if we lost, it'll be a bit different. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure I'm sure we'll be scoring again very soon, hopefully, because that goal against Joe Gomez. Mate, I'll, a couple I'll, weeks ago, I'm talking of goals. In the last what five games or six games, we must have scored a ridiculous amount. Because I remember, was it seventeen after? Four um, recently, oh, was it? Was it? something like that. Because well, seventeen, seventeen far. goals since the rest, like the World Restart. That was it. World Cup, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, um, the most so in the must, Premier League. So we must be on what nine? I think we've got the most away goals in the Premier League as well. That's mad. Since yeah, like actually in the division, not since the restart. I believe. Yeah, I believe so. That's outrageous. Um, but then obviously Liverpool then kept attacking, and I thought, yeah, they're going to score. They're going to score. Mm-hmm. Then Harvey Elliott, even though he was offside, nearly scored. Um, but for an unbelievable Tarek Lamptey tackle, proving why we really don't want to have to loan him out to mm. Sporting Lisbon, where he's been linked with. He was my man of the match. He was, has it? He was my man of the match. I know Ali McCoy gave it to Lewis Duncan. I can see why, but Tarek Lamptey was incredible, mm. I think. And yeah, he's still proving his worth why he's an important player for us. I was about, I was about to say, I think... I, I would I would hate to see him go just because again I know I talk about squad depth a lot but I think we we can't afford because obviously we had a lot of outgoings and and again mm. we'll we'll come on to that obviously potentially Caicedo leaving as well just the fact that again at right back really we've only got Veltman if you know Tarek Lamptey was yeah. to leave so yeah I, I just wouldn't be a fan of that unless we're looking to replace him and bring someone else in I know he wants you know playing time and game time but I think with the way De Zerbi sets the team up most times and you know the amount of games we've got as well I, I, well the FA Cup and the Premier League is you know is going to he's going to be required He's we're going to need him I'm sure mm. and for example if Veltman goes for a, a tough patch and has a you know bad run of form bring Lamptey in and, and mm. you know vice versa if Lamptey goes through it a little bit we can bring Veltman in and I think it's just good to have that competition and um, you know Premier League players are, I know for a fact love the competition because funnily enough I was speaking to Matty Cash um, about right back he and him and Ashley Young having a yeah. having a competition about because obviously he's keeping up the team and he's like I love it I relish it I love the fact that you know I, I'm up against him and it actually spurs me to do better. So I think Lamptey hopefully has that same mindset and he's like, I'm going to get up, you know, Veltman, an experienced ex, ex uh, well, still Dutch international, mm. you know, I can, I can kick him off his perch and I can be that number one right back. So yeah, I, I would love to see him stay. And I went off on a bit of a tangent there, but yeah. That's no, good. But yeah, I think, I think we've, we've spoken about it quite a lot where Lamptey, we've always said like, he's not back to what he was and that sort of thing. But I think, that today was a glimpse of the old Lamptey. Some of the tackles he was making and getting forward, taking on players. There was times where he would literally like be running at a player and then knock the ball forward just to try and beat him for pace, which he's been very rarely doing. And yeah, we absolutely need him, even against Leicester when he came on. Um, great impact to ha- even have on the bench, just that pace. So attacking. Um, but yeah, if, we, if he does go, that'll be an absolute shame, even if it is just on a loan. Because our squad is quite bare. Like, even the commentator made a comment 
shock, obviously, um, <laughs> about our bench compared to Liverpool's, of course, which is hard to com- uh, hard to compare. But he was saying how how our bench looks very bare. Like obviously we had Andrew Moran on the bench, which is obviously would have been a great experience for him to come on. But there isn't like enough, there aren't unbelievable options on the bench. And I feel like not maybe not as many game changes on the bench that they, we could do with. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think just on that, I think you just have to look at Trossard, for example, how yeah. how well he's doing at Arsenal now. Uh, let's be let's be real, he's done very well. I know he's only played a couple, a handful of games now, and he's made a few cameos here and there, but he looks like he's really enjoying his football at Arsenal. And you know, of course, he wouldn't want to sit on the bench at Brighton. Of course not, but. Like you said, is to have that squad depth, you know, having a trossard. And then let's say, if it's, let's say, between, I don't know, who's um, like a Sarmiento, uh, trossard, Matoma, yeah. Matoma like March. as that left wing options, or yeah, March left wing options, you're laughing. You've got such great squad depth there. And um, yeah, I, I think we do need to, if we do let people go, we have to bring in reinforcements and not, mm-hmm. not, I'm not talking like 17 year old wonder kids, which is great, but <laughs> we want, you know, ready made replacements to come in and, and hit the ground running. Yeah. Which is a bit, it's quite disappointing. Uh, to be fair, I think it was the day of Caicedo's um, statement, which of course we will talk about hundred mm. um, percent. Does Erby done a press conference and he was saying how he doesn't expect there to be any ins and outs. So, and then obviously Caicedo's agent or him dropped that bombshell. Yeah, and I don't know. I will be surprised if we don't bring anyone, bring anyone in. Like even Matt Vienko, I think that would be a great option. It's another attacker that'd be brilliant. But um, speaking of, well, let's go on to Liverpool's goal. Yeah. I had, I just knew it was going to go in as soon as Dunkey was caught out of position. Um, I think the ball came. I don't know who played the long ball. Maybe it's Trent. A ball up to Salah. Dunk got in front of Salah, and he was just caught out of position. Mm. And then obviously it was debatable whether was it a handball or not. Um, I think it was a bit. It was dodgy because the ball's almost got trapped in between his forearm and his thigh, Naby Keita, where if it just hit his thigh, it would have bounced away. But because it got stuck in between the two limbs, the ball was in his control and dropped perfectly for him to then do a really good ball over to Mo Salah, I believe it was. Yeah. So, I, and then obviously Harvey Elliott was a it was a great finish. But um, mm. I just think, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of a dodgy one. I don't know if you think it should have been disallowed, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely make a case for it. I think a lot of decisions today were very questionable. I think, you know, we saw a two... Lot. Yeah, two... A lot. And again, we'll, we'll get on to it, but the two potential red cards, well, should have been red cards. And yeah, even that one, you could... It could go either way, I think, that, that handball. Like you said, because of the way it, you know, drops perfectly for him... That's an advantage. So yeah. you could it's say controlled it with a darn base. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, not, I'm exactly. trying. I'm trying not to be biased, but that's all I saw with my eyes. Yeah. No, I, I think I think it's. I'm in the middle with that one. It's like you can give it, and I can see maybe why it wasn't. Mm. Um, but yeah, just go. I, I, I know this is massively harsh on, on Steel, but could he have done better? Maybe potentially. I know that's massively harsh. I think, but um, you got an arm to it. I think, and then it just kind of yeah, yeah. Into and it sort of it was just one of those sort of. It felt scrappy. I know it wasn't mm. really scrappy, but it felt scrappy. And it was a bit. It like, took like an age for the ball to go into the back. Yeah, it? it was one of them ones. It was one of them. A bit ones. like Dunk's exactly. free kick. I don't know if you remember seeing. Yeah, that, but the knuckleball. <laughs> the knuckleball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he released a he released a video on. Oh no, Brighton released a video on I social media that. when we were out in Dubai, and he like I think it was like five or so knuckleball free kicks he's done in a row, and we're like, cool. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. when we got that free kick, to be fair, I think it was in the second half. But we'll go back to the first half in a minute. Mm. Um, and then we had all those players lining up. You have McAllister, I think even Purvis, Estepinha, and Gross, and Dunk were all lining up or like around the ball, thinking, "God, who's going to take it here?" Mm. And then all of them start to slowly individually go, and thinking, "Oh, only Dunk's left." <laughs> so he's actually going to try and put that to practice. And the ball, 
Oh, it's so funny. Even the commentators are creasing. I was creasing. It's just like the ball was just in the air for so long. <laughs> it's just an absolute floater. Like there was a yeah. bit of a knuckleball to it, but it was just it just floated in the air. I thought oh, that was very was funny. Close. Even the commentators were cracking up, being like, um, trying to do a Cristiano Ronaldo, and they were saying, "Don't know what Ronaldo you're talking about." <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Donaldo. Oh, yeah, yeah, Donaldo, mate, a baller. Um, and then obviously we get the most lucky goal I think we've scored in a long, long time. Mm. Um, t- fair play for Tarek Lumpsy hitting that. I can't, couldn't believe he did hit that. But, um, I it think came it was off. going off target as well, wasn't it? I yeah, think. it was actually going off target. Mm. Um, normally, you'd expect like Tarek to get the ball into possession, play it back out wide and to do the classic Brian, cross the ball in, that sort of thing. But fair play for him to having a go and it paid off. Um, you make your own luck. That's why yeah. I say when you actually do... When you get lucky, yourself. It's, what we, it's what we were talking about earlier about how you know usually those kind of goals go against us. So it was just quite, it was quite nice. It was quite refreshing just to see it, mm. uh, you know, go past Allison and you know wrong foot him. So yeah, it, it, it was. A, let's be real, it was a shit goal. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a lucky goal we mm. got. I think but, we really needed it. That, yeah. that was very very key because it, we were kind of struggling to get any really, get really good hold. chances. Mm. Yeah, there was a couple of chances where we were playing it, playing the ball nicely along the edge of the box. I remember Matoma doing a nice. Um, uh, fucking hell, what's the word? A nice when you pass to someone, they pass it back. It's literally basically oh, one two, <laughs> one two. Oh my god, <laughs> Jesus, long Jesus day, Christ. yeah. Yeah, it actually has been a long day, it's been a tough weekend. Um, yeah, he played a lovely one two of Evan Ferguson, Evan Ferguson did a nice little layoff. Um, mm. but yeah, other than that, I think that we really, really needed that, and it obviously the credit got the crowd up, which was very yeah. key. It's just quite funny seeing Lewis Dunk and Lamptey both knee slide, and I imagine Lamptey looking at Dunk like, "Why are you knee sliding? <laughs> this is my goal." <laughs> and Dunk looking at him and going, "No, it was my goal. Yeah. Get with me, mate." I don't, I don't yeah. think uh, Lamptey realised it had come off Dunk. I think he yeah, sort of just look, struck it and maybe with his eyes closed. Yeah, with his eyes closed. <laughs> like, well, no, and he opens his eyes and just hears the crowd going mad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Dunk, Dunk, uh, yeah, it was given to Dunky, wasn't it? In the end, yeah, it was given yeah. to Dunky. Yeah, but let's move on to the second half. Um, I, there wasn't really much happening. I think at the beginning of the second half, it looked like we were on top and we could potentially get a goal. And then Liverpool just turned it on. They brought on their the big hitters of of the past, like Henderson. I know he wasn't a big hitter, well, a couple of weeks ago when he played them, but they're experienced enough to change a game, and they definitely did. Even Milner, when Milner came on at right back, I thought Matoma's going to have his pants down, but Milner actually managed to do a much better job than Trent. And as soon as he came on, Salah had a really good chance. I think Jason Steele was dragged out of position. Yeah. Um, and then it was just all, yeah, it was pretty much all Liverpool. And it, yeah, it didn't, it didn't look good for us. But then the first VAR or refereeing scandal that happened, Alexis McAllister has played through on goal. Canate, who's already on the yellow, I believe, literally, instead of shoving him with his shoulder, which you could get away with, he literally used his right arm and just shoves him over. Actually really hurt Alexis. Alexis was down on the floor for quite a while. Um, and they just didn't give it. And they were saying that it wasn't a goal-scoring opportunity, which is why it didn't go to VAR. It wasn't in the penalty box, which is why it didn't go to VAR. But, but that makes like, he would have been sense. sent off, even if it was just a yellow. But I, it was a goal-scoring opportunity. I don't know what you think. Well, So this is the thing. Minimum, bare minimum, that's a yellow card. Bare minimum. So that's what I didn't really understand, is the fact that, you know, he's at, first of all, he's not made any attempt to play the ball. He just absolutely, you know, smashed it smashed into him to make himself feel better and then uh, if you understood that reference you're elite and then wait second, say that again <laughs> he smashed into him to make himself oh yeah, 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 yeah. Got you, got you. Um, 
Just and imagine then, summer just to make me feel better. Yeah. That was awful. But, um, yeah, it was just, it, it, I just didn't understand it. At a bare minimum, that's a yellow card. So, like you said, if he's on a yellow card, that's a sending off. Simple as that. And the only thing maybe you could argue, and I'm sorry if I got the player wrong, but I think it was Milner who was, like, tracking back behind him. If that's the only player you can say that he he would have come back and, you know, potentially been able to stop McAllister. Prevent from it being a goal Yeah, prevent it being a goal score opportunity. That's the only way I can see it you know, in their eyes. But this again comes back to the communication and as fans being let know, like, did anyone communicate that? Was the referee said, look, oh, this is why it wasn't a, you know, sending off. This is why it wasn't a yellow card offence. I just feel like it doesn't get communicated well no. enough. And that's what's the frustrating thing is, as fans, we're left for, well, why wasn't that not a yellow card? We all think it's a clear cut Commentators card. are guessing. We're guessing. Yeah. You don't have Peter Walton in every single match going to him, unfortunately. Oh, he's a like fr- BT. He's a fr- yeah. <laughs> I know he's boring, but he goes, we're going to go to Peter Walton. But it would have been <laughs> nice to actually hear from him and understand why that wasn't given. Mm. And but we just, we're just left guessing. Yeah, and that's then, the frustrating and then, thing. And then not, I think, 10 seconds after Fabino comes on, which was probably about five, 10 minutes after the Canate incident, can, uh, Fabinho just... Awful. Horrendous, horrendous yeah, tackle. tackle Studs. Yeah. Straight into the back of Evan Ferguson, Fabinho, Fabinho, like he knew that he was getting sent yeah. off. Yeah, like, his face was, after, to be fair, yeah, his, his face, face after was really. He was like, uh, like and he, he was he saying, knew, he was, he knew. when he was walking away from the scene, so <laughs> he, he was literally looking at his, crime. yeah, he was literally looking at his teammates and like shaking his head, like I'm, I'm finishing, like, I'm going off, um, and I don't know how they didn't i think they looked at it and then still said no they agreed with shambles the, the on-field decision like yeah that was that was actually an outrageous like of all the decisions today uh that was the outrageous mm. like such a shambles that was such a horrible tackle and evan ferguson left in crutches fingers crossed he's it's not as bad yeah, as we hope exactly you know right. it is so yeah, yeah um evan hopefully you have a speedy recovery mm. but that was an awful tackle from fabinho and it's just reckless really i, I know I, there's no ill intent i don't think uh i hope not anyway it didn't look like no, it, it was. Just like it's just a clumsy, yeah. It was just a clumsy tackle, I think. And he's been in terribly out of form, hasn't he, as well? So I think it's just all going against him at the moment. And mm. yeah, it was a terrible tackle. It should have been a red card. Referee, your shambles. Sort your life out. They should look at the pl- the way players react. Even like the yeah, if you're the culprit and you're reacting like you've done something wrong, then that exactly. should that should that should show the referee that he has done a red card. And also, offense. like, how was the person on VAR? Looked at that and gone now. Nah, it's mm. not. It's not. It's not a record. So, what, what, it's not a clear and obvious the, error. Like, how rule? is that not a clear and obvious? What's error? the rules anymore? I don't get it. Are, are we allowed to do that now? Is that is that okay? Yeah. Is that acceptable? Well, it was, it was a nice, tasty game because Evan Ferguson was actually having like, some really good battles, especially with Canate. Like he was for an eighteen-year-old striker. I know he's a big lad, but he was holding himself well against there were some big, big defenders and midfielders. And yeah, to go off like that was really, really disappointing. Mm. So yeah, like Matt said, just echoing that, like get well soon. I hope it's not. I hope it's not serious. Too, too long or too. Serious. I believe. I believe it's not. From what I've read, I don't think it's it's a serious one. But he did leave on crutches, obviously, which is never good to hear. But maybe it was just precautionary. Who knows? Mm. And then the man of the moment, the magical Matoma. I actually can't get over how good he is. Even before the goal, that's like I think that was the near assist for Solly March's chance in the yeah, second the, half. What the outside, outside of the foot? Ah, oh, outrageous! Sexy. I think that that was when Trent got dragged off after that. I think. Um, but yeah, he is just incredible and obviously the goal um so well deserved especially well okay not in terms of chances and possession potentially because i think liverpool might have edged it on that but the fact they got away with murder twice 
just made it that, felt vilified didn't it yeah it did it did that the whole thing was justified after getting that late winner um incredible uh great ball from it Pervisestapinian even Dennis Undav he like pushed his back into Andy Robertson which gave Matoma the yep. space and time to just work his magic and somehow flick the ball into the net so yeah well done Undav because that was quality um and yeah, save the day. The celebrations, I'm going to talk about FIFA. You, you know when you score a last minute goal on FIFA these days, like on the newest ones, and it cuts to like, it does those cut scenes of like everyone going mental running on the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> it literally looked like that. It was unbelievable. Just the Matoma was like, oh. yeah, it looked like fast. he scored like a World Cup winner and it, it felt like it. It was such yeah. a brilliant moment for Brighton and Albion. Um, just shows like how big we are at the moment. Oh, knocking it's... out Liverpool, knocking out the holders or from the FA yeah. Cup. With a late minute win, last minute winner, running over to the uh, Brighton bench, it was just in great, great yeah. scenes. And then VAR for once was on our side because Purvis was just on side. On side, yeah. What were your thoughts on the goal? Ah, uh, incredible! And, and shout out to Purvis as well for the cross, like you said, Undav for the, the little, you know, back into um, uh, Robertson to to create the sort of space for Matoma and the touch from Matoma just to lift it over Gomez. It was just, ah, oh, it was class. And it just reminded me of like, similar to... Let that of Welbeck. I was about to say, I was about to say <laughs> yeah. it reminded me of like how Danny Welbeck obviously did it to, um, was it Gomez again? Yeah. What's, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, mate, Gomez must have PTSD, mate, from playing Brighton ever again. And Welbeck um, also done it to Gomez again that game. Oh, he, what, he yeah. didn't he didn't shoot but he flicked over Gomez's head again so it's just, yeah, yeah, he loves he, balls over his head he's having a terrible terrible time of it isn't he but yeah just that, that little touch uh, it was incredible and the finish as well it's just under the pressure in the 90 what second minute 91st minute yeah same uh, it was just yeah it just shows the calibre of a player we have on our hands and look I know uh, it's going to break me to say it, but I just know that everyone's now going to be sniffing around him. Uh, they probably were a couple of games ago anyway, but it's just, yeah. uh, and I really, uh, do you know what? I'm going to get into it now, you know, because I feel like we've sort of wrapped up Liverpool, but I'm tired, Ben. I'm tired, mate. It's just deflating. When's the window going to shut? Please. Oh, uh, it's just deflating, man. Do you know what it is? I'm going to go on, uh, I'm going to go on a bit of a little rant here, but look, losing players is inevitable. A club our size, let's be, you know, very open and honest. We're Brighton Hove Albion. We're not one of the top six clubs. You know, players have ambitions to play in Champions League, Europa League, whatever it might be. And we can't offer them that at the moment. It's just facts. Uh, mm. We can't compete with salaries. We can't compete with their wages. And managers as well, you know, elite top level managers that are other clubs. Of course, Deserby is quality and he's a, he's a, you know, top, top manager, but if you're going to compare him to the likes of Pep Guardiola and, you know, arguably Mikel Arteta at the moment, you sort of can't. But, you know, to see our key players just seemingly every time, you know, it started from two years ago with Ben White starting it off, obviously Basuma, Kukurea, Graham Potter leaving, Wynn Stanley leaving, um, you know, other backroom staff leaving. The bus uh, driver leaving. The bus driver <laughs> leaving. Uh, obviously, Trossard recently leaving. Now, Caicedo doing what he done, or his agents doing what they've done. Um, there's talks of McAllister leaving, of course, at some point. There's talks of now Matoma, you know, potentially leaving uh, at some point. Lamptey on loan. Lamptey on loan. And it just feels like whenever we're getting somewhere, we're making progress, we're, we're you know, we're driving towards something, a goal. About to break the ceiling. Yeah, in and Gus just, Boye's words, and it's just ripped away from us by ultimately bigger clubs putting in big, you know, big offers, which ultimately we can't, we can't, you know, say no to because the player mm. wants to leave. 
And if it's meeting our valuation, which again, a big, big shout out to Tony Bloom. I know we say it every time on the pod, but Tony Bloom, like he does not budge. He like, if, unless you meet the valuation of his player, he will not sell. Simple as that. And I rate that so highly because a lot of other, you know, chairmen will fold and they'll be like, actually, do you know what? Let's just. Nice let's pun get... there as well. You're saying fold. Yeah. Tony Bloom in a poke. Come on. Poke a pair. <laughs> I love that. Didn't mean to do that, but thank you, Ben. That was great. Um, so yeah, to, to wrap up my little, you know, uh, passage there. It's frustrating, but it's understandable why players want to move on. And, you know, as a club, we want to generate as much money as we can. It's just, I think the timing of it all, you know, when it happens, you know, every time it's like Potter after we beat Leicester 5-2. Um, Caicedo, the day, it was a couple of days before Liverpool in a yeah. big FA Cup clash. It was like 10.30 at night. I'm about to go to bed and I start yeah. getting notifications. Sorry, I know it's Friday night, but that's shit to do in the morning. But yeah, like 10.30 at night, releasing a statement like that on social media. Mm. Obviously, a few days after getting new agents who want a quick payday, it's actually annoying that Ryan's not on here because I know he would absolutely love to rant about this and yeah. go ham on the um, on the agent stuff. So hopefully we do yeah. justice for you, mate. Well, let's, let's talk about the just, agents. Let's actually. talk about the agents, yeah. They, because they've got into his mate. head, in my opinion. <laughs> they've got yeah. into his head. He's a young lad. And they've, they've obviously, all the stuff they put in that... Um, in his quote-unquote quote, funny enough, um, about his him having 10 siblings and needing to take care of them. I guarantee you that sort of stuff is stuff that the agents have said to Moyes. 100%. Said, you're gonna, you can earn X amount at Arsenal. They're about to win the league. If Arsenal weren't top of the league, by the way, he wouldn't be going right now. He wouldn't be that desperate to mm. go. Or the agents wouldn't be that desperate to go because they obviously mm. won a Premier League medal. But they've, they're, they're, they're in his head telling him to make so much more money to help fund his family. Look where you've come from. This would be brilliant for you. They've really, really manipulated him, I think. Yeah. Two things on this, okay? For, number one, the agents themselves have, you know, like you said, Ben, I, I believe that have they have influenced him. But, but in saying that, he has to agree. Whatever goes out, he has to agree. There's no mm. way they've done that behind his back. And if they have, then obviously he must be thinking, well... They spelt where he come, came from wrong in his quote. Apparently it was like, I think he comes from either Santa Domingo or Santo Domingo. But they spelt it Santa Domingo or Santo Domingo, whatever way. Right, whichever yeah. way, yeah. Like, but still, you know uh, that it was just copy and pasted yeah. from but, Apple But, Rose. Ben, he, he will have agreed to that for that to go out. Mm-hmm. He would he would have said, yeah, that's cool, like, post it, whatever. So that's number one. He yeah. has He has been a part to play in it which yeah. i'm not saying you know that makes him in the wrong it just means that he isn't as sort of scot-free if it you know for all we know he could have been the one instigated we don't know we don't know what's going on behind the like he's he's a very naive lad well and obviously for, for obvious reasons he was playing in the ecuadorian league where stuff like this wouldn't really happen mm-hmm. you don't have these big businessmen telling you about all these things you can have and what you can achieve and that sort of thing so of he's course. like he's been thrown into the deep end he was only thrown into the first team like back end of like march last year and now he's getting offers from Arsenal. So, like, this isn't stuff that he's used to, or he hasn't got any yeah. advisors to help him out in that. They've just, yeah, they've come off it. Yeah, no, agreed. 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 And also, my second point there's six, what, roughly around five months left of the season, whatever. I don't know the exact sort of months, but mm. around that, let's say, let's say five months. Is that too long to wait to move to another club? Do you have, to, okay, you can make the argument, like you said, Arsenal are going to win the league. You're, you can potentially win a Premier League I'm medal. I'm excited to win the Premier so bad now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but we're not guaranteed he's, he's Arsenal, by the way. Like, Arsenal put a bid in, got rejected, and so did... Who'd, Chelsea did. Chelsea, Chelsea put a bid in, 55. 55 million, yeah. Arsenal put 60 in, and that got rejected. So, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to Arsenal, by the way. It could be Chelsea, it could be Arsenal, it could be potentially Liverpool. We don't know. I know I know. Klopp's come out and said he's not going to sign anyone. But yeah, it could, it could be, you know, potential teams. But... 
let's take Arsenal out of the equation. Unless it was Arsenal when they came knocking, is really five months too much to ask for you to just give another five months to us, mm. see what we do, see what we can achieve. Can we get Europe? Help us get Europe. Yeah. And leave, then like, leave. Leave, a, leave a legend. Leave like a legend. Yeah. What, what, what do you, like, is that five months really going to impact your career? You're 21 years of age. It's not like you're at the back end of your career mm. where that six months could be potentially massive. You're you're right at the beginning of your career. This could this could be. You win a Premier League. You win a Premier League anyway. Like even if Arsenal, yeah. even if Arsenal win it this year. And if it's a money thing as well, in terms of you'll get a better transfer fee slash agent fees, whatever it might be. Surely, you could potentially increase that because you could that next five months you could become a better player. You could achieve more, and obviously your price tag will automatically go up. And secondly, will you potentially um, again will that five months really impact? the amount we can get right now I don't think mm. it will so yeah I, I don't know it's just all it's just the timing of it is really frustrating and like, I just, it, it just four days bit, before the window shuts yeah, and you just think just that's bit, so disrespectful yeah, and, and, so yeah. Disrespectful. I, I just feel like obviously as, as well with what happened with Trossard now Caicedo is it like our players now feeling like we're, oh yeah we can do this now because Brighton will ultimately they will fold at, at some point down the line they we will don't want to seem like a prison which will then make but we, players but that not, no, that's what I'm saying. But like, imagine if you're the next youngster and looks at us going, oh, they're holding Trossard and Caicedo as prisoners. Maybe I don't want to use them use them as the stepping stone. Because we are but, but, a stepping stone, aren't we? And we're getting these brilliant players because mm. they know that they we are very good at letting people go when the time is right. Rather that's the than thing, just yeah. holding them hostage. But that's the thing. It's like, we've shown, our track record proves by the last 10 transfers that we don't hold people back and, we, and we're mm. more than happy for them to go. But... As Tony Bloom has said time and time again, you have to meet our valuation of the player until we let you go. That's simple as yeah. that. If we don't feel like we're getting the the money for it, and I respect yeah, right. that so highly from from Tony Bloom and then all the you know the higher ups at Brighton, because yeah, that takes a lot of bollocks to be able to do that. So yeah, we're not letting, and I love that we're not letting these big clubs bully us and like, oh yeah, you should let you know you should let him go because he wants to progress his career. Okay, cool. We're not we're not saying he can't go, but pay us the money. And we'll let him go. Simple as that. Um, so, it, yeah, it does frustrate me when I see that sort of, you know, that mentality of we should be making the bigger clubs richer and we should just sort of, you know, bow down to these clubs because they're the oh, top six or big six or whatever. I saw the one of the worst football takes I've ever seen in my life. Definitely for a long, long time. It was an Arsenal fan. I was obviously upset because we've rejected a bid for Moises Caicedo, if Twitter loads. Um, but he said something along the lines of... Um, Brighton are, Brighton are so harsh to like um, bully us and that sort of stuff and reject these bids. Um, oh, I've got it now. Yeah, I, uh, I don't understand. Oh, he's deleted it. Oh, oh, shit. Okay, wait, let me quickly. No, but you know oh. what it is with this, yeah? It's like they have this, um, what's the word? Entitlement. Yeah. They think they're entitled just to be able to take anyone they want, whenever they want, who they want, at any price they want. That's just mm. not, you know, I I, and I think we're one of the first clubs to be actually stand up to them and, and say no. Mm. I managed to get a screenshot. Because I kept clicking on it, even though I said uh, t- tw- <laughs> deleted tweet. But when I click on it, it would pop up for like one second. So I managed to screenshot it. Um, is it from Have Your Say Ask the Arsenal Way? And he said, if clubs like Brighton want to overvalue their players and rip off buying clubs, it's about time the big clubs started getting bigger a bigger piece of the TV money pie for compensation. So, no one is paying Sky to watch Timport clubs like Brighton. So he's saying that big clubs, the big six, should get more money because we're overvaluing our players. That makes zero sense. How about how about okay? How about this? How about this? How about ridiculous. you? How about you 
your club, Arsenal, how about you get better at scouting, get better at finding, identifying talent, mm. and then you wouldn't have this issue, would you? So you wouldn't need to come to Brighton and buy our players. If you had the you know, the system in place, you could you could do what we're doing. You could be buying the Matomas. You yeah. could be buying the Bonanotes. You could be doing all this stuff, but you're not. So settle yourself, mate. It's is a shame. Um, do you think... I feel like I'm on smoke this episode. I feel like no, I've got is... a lot of... Uh... Oh, it was tough. I was literally just about to settle down, watch a film, turn my phone off, and then, yeah, all the notifications flooded in about Caicedo's mm. message. Um, do you think he will go before the end of the window? It's a great question. I've said no. <laughs> I, do you know what? When I saw it, that statement come out, I straight away tweeted, which I should have sort of, you know, assessed the situation. I was like, oh, he's gone. Like, you know, I gave my opinion. I was like, you know, the timing of it's not great, but, you know, I can understand, blah, blah. Um, but I think, yeah, when I reread the when I reread it, it was just like, and then the, the following information that came out about how Tony Broom's not going to let him go, and like un, until someone meets the valuation of the player, that we're not going to let him go, and we're going to do our best to keep him until the end of the season. It, it filled me a bit more hope, and I was actually, oh, okay, that makes much more sense. So, yeah, I, I want to say yes, Ben. I want to say he'll be here until the end of the season, but. If a club like Chelsea goes, do you know what? Fuck it. We're going to pay the 100 million or whatever the price tag is. It's out of our hands, mm. isn't it? And uh, he, he'll, he'll be gone, I think. Because, yeah, it's now becoming, you know, obviously he missed training, didn't he? No, sorry, he didn't miss training, sorry. That was leave. fake news. That was fake news as well. Um, sorry, yeah, he, he was given leave off training. Uh, and then they're going to try, I think they're going to bring him back. Obviously, he missed the Liverpool game. First. And then they're going to bring him back after the basically the window closes, which yeah. is good, I think. Hopefully, maybe lets him get his head right. But I think, yeah, I would love to, obviously he's, he's an incredible player. Let's not forget about that in this whole sort of circus. Mm. He is an incredible player. He's, a very you know, he's, player. he's a very key player, like you said. So, you know, I would love Second to see him Second name stay. on the team sheet for me, but uh, yeah. after Dunk. Yep. Uh, 100%. I'd say McAllister, maybe. I'd say Dunk McAllister. Really? Yeah, Dunk McAllister and then Caicedo, I think, third. Okay. But yeah, um, he's a key, key player. I just, what, how is there any way back? One for him. Imagine if he goes back to training with the boys. They're not just going to laugh. I mean, they probably will. No, they laugh will. Him. They will. They, they'll banter. Will. But also, it'll just something in the camp will be a bit off but that it, he's done this. Yeah, I think it comes like, back again. Even for the fans, like let's say he doesn't go and he starts playing again, it's going to take a while for the fans to start uh, warming to him again. But we'll forget about end of February. We'll forget about it. Facts. Especially for winning, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, no, yeah. Facts, winning, facts, facts. If he, facts, if he still on, plays real. and carries on and plays yeah, well, yeah, of course, of course, we're going to forget fine. about it. And but then we'll let, just, and then we'll let him go in the summer. I'm cool with that. I'm cool yeah. with that. Uh, um, which was I'm not, I'm not cool with it. I, I would love to keep for us yeah. to keep all our best players, but unfortunately, it seems like all these big clubs are just absolutely fucking, yeah, doing a mm. two, Southampton 2.0 to us. Liverpool, just, Southampton. Now it's, it's too late. Arsenal, Chelsea. And, it's too late for us to let him go, isn't it? Because if like, I'm sure the club have backups already. I think we actually had a bid rejected for Haidara at Leipzig, who's a yep. centre mid, similar role. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick, you know Zaniolo, we spoke about him on the previous yeah, pod. Bournemouth yeah. are trying discussing for him. He's, well, it's been reje- he's rejected it. The players yeah. rejected it. Yeah. Sure, yeah, shock. He doesn't want to play in like a 9,000-seater <laughs> 9, stadium like the we've been. Fucking hell. Um, Jesus um, Christ, Bournemouth. Um, yeah, funny though, the fact that they thought they could get into discussions with I mean, Nicola to be fair, Zaniolo. To be fair, I know, I know we're, we're flying at the moment, but... Michael B. Jordan, just he needs to realise where he's at with Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. He's uh, obviously thrown money around since his new ownership of the club, but... I think it's yeah, quite ambitious for us to even get him, though. Let's be real. Mm, I, I don't I know. Think, I, for I, you, think it's quite, I think it's ambitious. Unless we qualify is. for Europe. Unless we qualify for Europe, it's ambitious in my opinion. Yeah. 
I think, yeah, more realistic than Bournemouth. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but my main point was like, I just don't know how we can replace Caicedo with, what, a couple of days left of the window if he does that's end what, up going. But I think that's why we, we've become so stern on it. You know, rather mm. either pay us a ridiculous fee, which sort of makes up for it in a weird way. Well, it doesn't. We lose a big player. But um, yeah, I think it's... They're like, like this is this is it. You are taken for however much we want him for, which I think was it was it reported like ninety million or something. I think this is the fee that we want for him. Something like that. Um, so yeah, but yeah, we'll see, Ben. We'll see. It's, it's just, just joining, getting new agents in the window. It was never going to end. Yeah, well. It's inevitable. Yeah, <laughs> they were looking for a quick payday. Exactly. And they didn't realise they're messing with Tony Bloom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Hopefully, we keep him because, like you said, he's so key for us achieving Europe, European football next season. Do that, but the, cl- the the fans will forgive you, and you'll leave not as a legend, but as a respected player after this absolute howler you've just produced. And just to rep- and just to wrap this bit up about Caicedo, we beat Liverpool today without him. So yeah, true, 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 true. All I'm saying is we've got Deserby, we've got Tony Bloom. It seems like whatever whatever they take from us, it's actually Trossard. It was the I think it was a couple of days before the Liverpool game when we beat him three 0 The whole Trossard yeah, thing came out, yeah, literally. <laughs> and then we literally did get beaten. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It keeps. It seems like these two instances. Yeah, who's next? Who's going to want to leave it? Matoma is going to be Matoma. Um, I hope not, because that'll be that would be that would really he break my dare. heart. I think that would really yeah. break my heart. Like I said, really, it would break my heart, but that would really break it. It was great to see. I saw there were some Japanese fans. Um, he was running to some Japanese fans where Sarmiento and Ciso were when he celebrated. And I just thought, that's brilliant. Like how far yeah. we've gone. We've got Japanese fans. We've got foreign fans that are so invested in our club now, which is brilliant. Shows the level that we're at. Um, but I don't think there's much else to say. Um, Kaiseido, please stay until the summer. Get us European football. Yeah. And we'll just be happy be, for you nice, to go. Mate. You've, be nice. you've nearly earned your move, but just earn it that bit more. That would be really good for us. <laughs> yeah, Thank just you. stay, mate. Stay, come on. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up and go? No, mate. I think, I think I've got a lot off my chest. I feel like that was a nice little therapy session, which yeah, I think I've been uh, all Brighton fans um, uh, have needed in, in recent times. Obviously, the results have been class. Like, I can't complain about how we're playing. I think Deserby's got us playing incredible football. We're getting the results, which is obviously key. And, yeah, it's all... You know, to be a Brighton fan right now, it is really good. But these little things about transfers and stuff are just making it quite like it. it it's making me fall out, rapidly fall out of love with football. Really, um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's leaving a little bit of a sour taste in yeah. the sweet football that we're watching. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. Well, well put. Mm. Cheers, man. Um, and then also, sorry, quick one: the funnest moment of the match um, at the beginning. Zerbi was holding the ball when it went out for a throw, and he was about to give it to a Brighton player to take the throw. And Harvey Elliott ran past him and like knocked the ball out of his hands. And everyone's like, Whoa, and all the Liverpool bench were pissing themselves with laughter. Five minutes later, Liverpool on the counter-attack. The ball goes out of play. Zerbi catches the ball. Cody Gakpo runs over to him to get the ball. And Zerbi just throws it away. <laughs> class. Everyone was laughing. It. Even Klopp was like laughing and like thinking, yeah, that's good class. manner. So. That's thing, that, that we, need, we need that kind of manager. And that's yeah. what I love about Zerbi. He's got something about him. And he, yeah, he, mm. I, lo- I love him. I love he him. mirrors the fans' emotions because he's such an emotional person. It's just mm. nice to see someone that, I think, yeah, it's just nice to see someone that, is emotional on the touchline and shares the same passion as the fans. Like, you know, Potter was obviously very well reserved. So was Chris Hewton, great managers mm. of what they've done. But yeah, it's just nice to see some passion every now and then on the bench, uh, on the touchline. So to Zerbi, you're an absolute hero. Bloom, you're an absolute hero. Kaisado, you are not. So we are going to be back this week with a preview for Bournemouth, I believe, speaking of the Nick and the Zaniolo lot. 
Uh, Michael B. Jordan's team. That would be quite funny if he if he's at the Amex. Probably won't be. Um, so yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like we said, only fifty two percent of you aren't actually. Yeah. So whatever. The and it, and if you've is. come this far, fair play. Uh, fair play. <laughs> <laughs> and also comment down below. Da, 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 yes. Da, da. Uh, Caicedo's agents can can go away. Um, <laughs> that's uh, the yeah, PG. Like, I, that's uh, the PG version, I think. Caicedo's agents. Um, hmm. I think it's got to be something about the uh, the goings on. Uh, yeah, Caicedo. Caicedo um, is. Um, hmm. 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 <laughs> this is really tough. Just yeah. Oh, just put. Just okay. This week we're going to let you be creative. Just put your. Best agent, Kaiselo agent slander. Yeah, slander you can. Yeah, yeah, love yeah. it. Yeah, love, love that. It. All right, cool. And yeah, if you're listening to Spotify and Apple, leave a review. I think you could do Q and A. You can drop. You can actually oh, leave yeah. questions on Spotify now, which is quite yeah. sick. So we've actually have some comments on uh, Spotify, which is very nice. But um, we'll see you at Wembley as well when we win. Oh, Maz, that's your phone. Um, we'll see you at Wembley at uh, the semi-finals or final when we eventually get in the FA Cup <laughs> and when we lift the trophy of course as well yeah. Lawrence we sorry just quickly quick, sorry we completely missed this um, quickly Ben do you think we can win the FA Cup realistically oh yeah of course that was the little segment we are going to do um, only City Man United and Tottenham are left that are above us in the league I think if we get to the semi-finals that'd be brilliant I don't think mm. we can win it mm. um, it'd be brilliant if one of those three teams get each other because then one of them goes out that'd be really good um, so yeah, there's every. I'd, there's I'd, every I'd play Spurs. I'd 100 play Spurs. They're they're not good. Yeah, we could we can beat Spurs. We can beat Spurs. Yeah, yeah I would. Unless Harry Kane, if Wrexham if Wrexham win their replay, that'd be brilliant. If we have them at ours, that'd be great. Ryan Reynolds at the Amex, that'd be jokes. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, semi-finals. It's realistic. It's actually looking realistic now. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you? Yeah, agreed. Semis for me. Cool. Semi. If we get to the semi, I'll have a semi. Peace. Peace out. <laughs> Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.